Welcome back to All in the Wild, episode number 43. I'm Anoush Basker. With me, as always, Riley Keenan. Coming off a pretty tough week on, on both ends here. Um, Falcons got destroyed by Dallas. Um, Browns got destroyed by the Patriots. <laughs> but you're coming off a, a, a tough week, especially because you also lost in fantasy for the first time. You're yeah. Nine and one. Brutal. Right after I posted that TikTok, too, I tried to jump on the trend. I oh. look bad. I, you know, it was my own fault. I, I didn't start Kittle. I started Knox, and then I started the uh, the Buccaneers defense over the Patriots, so that was pretty dumb. I <laughs> lost by two because of a field goal from Matt Gay that shouldn't have even been kicked because the Rams should have scored, but Stafford got sacked. So, Tough. you know, I shot myself in the foot. It's disappointing, but we're 9-1, yeah. so it's we'll, we'll, we're fine. It is what it is. I mean, you're still first place yeah. by a mile here. So. Hey, as long as it doesn't do what happened last year. I was first place last year, and... Lyndon has Kamara put up six touchdowns and yeah, Devontae Adams put that up three, funny. so it can't get worse. I like, I think we're okay. But uh, focusing on the Browns specifically, tough loss obviously to the Patriots, and the questions coming up on on Baker Mayfield if he really is that guy. Yeah. Um, obviously he's in his fourth year. Now he's had two good years: his first year and his in his third year last year. Yeah. Second year was tough. This year has been kind of up and down. And he, either this offseason or next offseason, he may be offered a contract extension by by Cleveland. As a Browns fan, do you think he deserves that? Or if he does, (sighs) how much? I think he deserves a contract because I do believe he is the franchise quarterback. He's done the best out of anybody in the last 20 years. But he's also been given the best roster on field and you know it's said a lot no one's ever done less with more than baker mayfield and i to an extent i do agree with that i think it's it's been a tough road obviously everyone knows about the coaching changes and whatnot he's going through a lot of injuries right now but it doesn't really affect his throwing arm i think he deserves a contract i don't think he should be getting big money like if you i think like 20 million is where i'd 20 million that's like backup quarterback yeah i guess i i guess I, i would put him like 25 30 million i guess does he deserve it? Yeah, because I think he can, you know, kind of lead the Browns to the playoffs. But at the same time, like, he's struggling so much right now. And it just doesn't look like a system that's coming together. And I think, like, defense was a big reason why they lost that game. But they couldn't score. They couldn't produce points. Yeah. So, right now I'm up in the air about it. I think there's still – what I'm looking at is maybe a sign and trade. Because I think – Sign and trade. Sign and trades don't really happen in the NFL just because – in the NBA, it happens a lot just because you have to yeah. match salaries. Right. But in the NFL, you don't have to. It's just a matter of the team that you're trading the player to as cap space. Yeah. I think, like, as much as I'd love to say, like, maybe Aaron Rodgers is a possibility, there's no chance. But, you know, I've been thinking about it, and it, it's a reach, but maybe a trade with the Seahawks to get Russell Wilson. I can see it because he's not in the happiest form right now. Pete Carroll has not been, you know, coaching his best football of late. And, and they really just don't have a good team. Yeah, they don't. They, I mean, they have a pretty good receiving core. The running back is solid, but they've had a lot of injury problems, and they're just they're not all there. They don't have draft capital either yeah. because of the Jamal Adams trade. Exactly. So so I could see it, and, and it would work really well for the Browns. Obviously, you get one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I think it would work kind of well for the Seahawks too because Baker's a guy that's like he's not too far off from Russell in a sense of how he plays. Obviously, he's nowhere near as good. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, both smaller guys that can get out of the pocket, move the, push the ball downfield. But – yeah, I, I think it's really tough. I don't know. Like, What do you think of this situation? But on the outside, looking in, I guess. I think that, like you said, he's done better than any other quarterback has done. 
in a long time. I don't even remember the last time they had a quarterback that lasted more than three or four years. Yeah, He led them to the playoffs last year, as many people want to give credit to everybody else. He did his, he did his job. Yeah. And QBR-wise, PFF-wise, he was ranked the fourth best quarterback after week five last year. So you can't really take away from what he did last year, but this year has been he's been very inconsistent. Yeah. And now you have two really good years and two really not so good years. Yeah. And now I think this is gonna turn into like a Kirk Cousins situation where like yeah. they're not gonna give him an extension this year. They're gonna let him play it out next year and he'll play good enough, but not good enough to where you you know for sure that he's your guy. Yeah. He's in the upper echelon of quarterbacks, but he'll he'll convince them enough to where they'll give him another year with a franchise tag. Yeah, and then and then it gets ugly. Yeah, yeah. then it's what she wants. Franchise yeah. tags they never end well. Like very rarely, like Dak is like the only situation where I can think of where the franchise tag actually benefited everybody. Kind of. Yeah. But yeah, like no, I I, I like that Kirk Cousins comparison too. Kind of like the Vikings and the Browns as well. Like they're both teams that have a lot of promise, but week week by week you really don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. And. You know, with Kirk, obviously he's had his trouble with prime time, but he shows up a lot, and he'll have a huge game. Maybe not in the the prime time s- the slot, but he'll have a lot of big games. Like Baker has shown a ton of promise this year against the Chargers, against the Chiefs. He's had really good games against the Bengals. He balled out. That was a game he need. That was the biggest game of his career, and he the played. Bengals? Yeah, I think just because it was coming off of that OBG OBJ week, there was a lot of you know negative connotations on the narrative and he he balled out he, he played the way he needed to and then a week after against the patriots he threw for 73 yards the thing I, i'm finding with baker is that like he needs a lot of things around him yeah. to succeed but at the same time he's better without odell beckham he's a very weird player in that yeah. sense so we're like he doesn't need a star receiver but he needs a lot of good players around him. yeah he needs to be able to spread the ball around field and in order to do that a lot of guys have to be going and if you know if Landry and Higgins are going to have one of those games where they're just dropping balls, it's not going to happen. But there have been games where they've been making huge plays, you know, after catching the ball too, getting yards downfield. And Baker has been the guy that hasn't shown up. It's really like it's really a week by week thing. Like I, you know, yeah. against the Bengals they play incredible. Against the Patriots they play brutal. They play the Lions next week. I think they're going to have a great game because Baker's coming off a loss and he. He's one of the better guys in the league of getting the chip on his shoulder and going, I'm not going to lose again. But then I think when he gets the confidence in terms of, oh, we just had a big win, then he kind of loses it because he loses that chip on his shoulder. So there, there's, a, there's a problem there, and I think that, that has to do with some coaching. they got to help him out. But there, it, you know, something mentally just has to click for him the way to just I, play consistent. The way I look at quarterbacks is like you either win because of them, win with them, or win despite them. Yeah. So – I think you can win with Baker Mayfield, but you're not going to win because of Baker Mayfield. Exactly. You win because of Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but you don't win because of Baker Mayfield. Very rarely do you. Yeah. He's and he's kind of in the in a sense where like Kirk Cousins, him, players like that, where you can win with them, but a lot of times you have to try to win despite them. Exactly. That like, inconsistency is always there. I don't think the, the the Browns have ever won in spite of Baker. I don't think he's ever had a horrible performance and they've still pulled off the win. But I think like you look at that win against the Steelers in the, in the wild card last year. They were firing on all cylinders. The defense was a huge reason why they won. The running game was solid. Well, more than solid. But Baker didn't make any mistakes. He, you know, he was able to get two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns, I can't really remember, but he didn't make any mistakes throughout the game. As long as he can be a game manager, he's going to be great. And he has limited the errors a lot this year. He's only thrown four interceptions, and he's fumbled a couple times, but you know, that was one of them was because of the shoulder, one because of the knee. But he's been unlucky in terms of injuries there, but he, 
you know, I think he can he can have the opportunity to really bring this Browns team to a championship. I don't think he'll be the reason, like you said, but I don't think it's over. And, and moving on from him just now, like people saying start Case Keenum, I don't agree with that. Like, oh no, because obviously Keenum, you know, against the Broncos, it's a good win, but they simplify they they simplified the the game plan because you know it's a guy who's coming into the system. You, you you simplify everything, and it makes the game a lot easier. When you got Baker there, you're making it a bit more complicated, making bigger plays, making trick plays. I still think Baker is the guy, but. Contract-wise, I wouldn't throw one at him until a lot less time in the year. And yeah, he still needs to prove himself. Yeah. And, it, and it sucks because the Browns, it, by not giving him that contract, it shows that they don't necessarily have that faith in him. And I think we already know that based on just the amount of times he's actually throwing the ball. I don't think it's. I don't think he, they offered him a contract in the offseason just because of that, that like the inconsistency that I was talking about. His first year, he was great. Yeah. Second year, not so good. And then obviously last year, he was he was great. Another thing is, though, that, like, is it expectations? Because, like, yeah. his first year, yeah, you're the, you're the number one overall pick, but play... You're coming team, into a 1-15 team. Yeah, you don't really have... They're not You're not expecting much. Yeah. Second year, coming off a great rookie year, you get Odell Beckham, you get... Um, did, was Kareem Hunt that, there that year? Uh, they got Kareem Hunt, yeah, and they... Um, er, oh, no, he was suspended. No, no, he yeah, he was suspended. Came, he came back. They had... Ch- Chubb was, like, the guy, like, okay, he had a good rookie yeah, year. He's yeah, going to yeah. be good. They had a lot... They had high expectations. A lot of people were saying Super Bowl. In the Which is year. way too early. Yeah, huge jump, and they flopped. Yeah. Last year... It he, was, it was like, they thought they could be a playoff team. There wasn't high expectations because of how bad he played. Yeah, and then, obviously, what happened last year, winning a playoff game, taking the Chiefs to the wire, that... Heightens the expectations for this year. I mean, yeah. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, they, and you look at what they did, like manage, managerial wise. Like Barry did an incredible job of filling every need. Like the defense is sound, and obviously they've been the reason why they've lost a couple of the games. But they've been the reason they've won a lot of them. The game against the Vikings, the game against the Bears, that was defense. So, I mean, everything's there, and it just I think the team really just has to be firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has to be going, everyone has to be doing their job. We know the offensive line is always going to come to play, so it's just a matter of. Just picking apart the defense, cause like that the Patriots game, I like, I said it on last week, like it's gonna be extremely telling, but you knew Belichick, he feeds off of average quarterbacks, and then that game he made Baker look below average. I'd say Baker's above average. I wouldn't say he's average. I would agree, but I think in, when you're coaching, or sorry, when you're playing a playoff coach like a Belichick or a McDermott or, um, you know, even an Andy Reid, I wouldn't say it as much this year because he, he did perform really well against them, but. When you're playing against one of these big playoff quarterbacks that's had a lot of success, or coaches, sorry, you know, you're not going to get a lot of opportunity because they're going to zero in on your problems and your, your weaknesses, and that's exactly what they did. And he, he showed that, you know, he wasn't he didn't come to play. He had a great opening drive. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Against, against New England, and then they threw the pick, and it just kind of went all exactly. downhill from there. Yeah, he, he's very, like, based off of the last drive. And he came out firing, and then they had the run. And what my problem was they just they stopped running the ball in that second quarter. You know, Darius Johnson's done a great job all year and in his career. Every time he's got an opportunity, he's done great. And they just didn't run the ball. And then they finally did in the fourth quarter and gave him a bit more opportunity. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see against the Lions. If they lose that game, I'm going to just. You're done. I'm done, man. (laughs) I mean, that's how I feel about tonight. Like, obviously, this is going to be out after the game. game, But, yeah, yeah, the Falcons play the, the Patriots tonight. Not expecting anything. You're playing Belichick on a short week yeah. with a first-time head coach. They're losing tonight. <laughs> if, they, if they somehow pull it out. It's impressive. Yeah. It's extremely I'm impressive. I'm going to throw a party next week. Oh, yeah. But uh, moving to Odell, because we, we missed Odell by about three hours last yeah. week. We obviously had uh, Pac and Coburn on. 
uh, last week, and we talked about Odell. We talked about the Packers, Saints. I think uh, Pac brought up the Patriots. Yeah, I brought up the Chiefs. Chiefs. And he no went to one, the Rams. <laughs> yeah, literally three hours after we, we recorded that episode. Um, I remember when they first released him, or when the trade rumors started. I remember telling my dad, like, maybe L.A., just because, like, he lives there. Yeah. I, thought like, it was I, never, I never thought it was a serious thing. I only, yeah, I only thought of it because I was like, oh, like, there's so many guys already going there. They got a good receiving course. Stafford's playing great. It's his home. It makes sense. But I never really thought it would happen, like you said, because they're just, it seemed like there was better fits. And they never were talked about. It was, you know, when he was on waivers, it was the Seahawks because they had priority. You had the Saints, uh, the Saints, who was the other teams? Packers and Packers, Chiefs. yeah. And then... Another thing, they said he was going to sign after last week. Yeah, they said he was going to sign on the Sunday. So we were like, Which oh, we got we time. Yeah, it. we're like, oh, we'll talk about it. Uh, but he ended up signing on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you kind of saw. We, In retrospect, you saw coming with the Ramsey tweet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember you sent it in a little group chat we made with Pac and Coburn like, for the episode. Yeah. But, like, Ramsey tweeted like a couple hours before the same tweet that he sent out before they got Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah. Should have saw it coming. Yeah. And people just thought we were, he was trolling. Yeah. I thought he was trolling. I was like, yeah, okay, you're going to get OEJ too. Sure. Yeah. And he, then he did. But I mean, I mean, I feel less bad. Well, when I when it first happened, I was pissed because it was like, you, you had to go to the Rams. You had to go. You had to make them better. But with Woods getting hurt and obviously Akers have been out, it helps them. Yeah, a lot tur- more now, it's and it may, and into, it, it's hit, that acquisitions turn into like a fair deal. Uh, yeah, fair trade. Like them filling in t- filling a need. Yeah, lost some friends. They found some peace. I don't know yeah. if OJ's peace. I don't know. We'll, know. Yeah. we'll see. Hey, I think he had a good debut. He was only on the field for fifteen out of like fifty-five drives. Don't blame him for that game. People that, are, I couldn't believe people that people are blaming him for them losing to the 49ers are you when he played fifteen snaps. Yeah, the guy barely knows the system yet. <laughs> barely. I, oh, come on. I, he looked good, and it wasn't his fault that pick either. Going, yeah, he's going up the sideline. Stafford throws it to like the the middle of the field where the safety is. I would say it's more on Stafford, but it's yeah. really just them not knowing each other. Yeah, they don't he, have that communication yet. He just got there um, like three days prior, so you can't really. First of all, Stafford shouldn't have thrown that ball regardless. Yeah. You just you know throw it away or whatever. But no, another thing we I feel like we jinxed the Rams. Oh, we did. Dude, we had a bad last two weeks when in terms Von of timing. Miller, when Von Miller signed with the Rams, we were on here talking about, like, they're unbeatable. Like, what are you, you going to do? Yeah, you're not getting past them. They're <laughs> unstoppable. Lose too straight. In convincing fashion. Yeah. So, I felt like the exact same way, too. Like, the uh, interception led to a touchdown and a pick six on the next possession. Go down 14 early and you just never come back from yeah. it. Put yourself in an early hole. They and yeah, and this could not the bye week could not have come at a better time. Oh yeah, like they they are they're gonna they be figure it out. Yeah, they're gonna be practicing all week and just figuring out every little aspect of their offense and just narrowing in on the defense. And I think I think it is a bit of like they the the idea in their minds that like we got all these dogs yeah. on our team and we're just gonna go out and ball every night. But I think they've they've lost some of that intensity that they have because they have so many of these guys. They they have so much faith in themselves, and then you know the narrative is pushing them so hard. Even us, we're saying like, oh, they're going to be this incredible team. They're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. They they watch this show every week. Yeah, exactly. You know, all of them. Yeah, 
all of that's that's where those 40 views are <laughs> that team but yeah like uh, all, 50. <laughs> yeah, all, all 52 guys but yeah like i think you know at mcveigh's desk <laughs> yeah that's right after the film session but yeah like i th- i almost relate them to the leafs a bit in terms of like they have so many like big names on their roster and every year they're they're thinking you know they're going to be one of those teams that's going to win it and they get in and over their shoulders and they get overhyped and i think i don't think we're overhyping the rams i just no. think that they haven't they haven't come together just yet. Because if you look at their, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. without question. They also have a great coaching staff. Yeah, McVay is proven to be one of the greatest, not even the great, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL right now, and he'll probably go down as one of the best once he's done. Yeah. And defensively, they lost Brandon Staley to, to the Chargers, but they still have. They didn't hire from anybody from outside. They they kept it in in the building. I don't get why their defense is as bad as they are right now yeah. like they they lost players they lost john johnson and troy hill to to cleveland but they still have aaron donald they still have Leonard yeah. floyd you have ramsey and those guys are playing fine you added von miller who will catch up but i don't know what's happening with the rams i think it is like what what you said like oh i think they just have so much confidence in themselves that they're kind of they're playing down like, to their over, opponents yeah yeah, yeah, they're overconfident. Do you think it's maybe too the like the roles of these guys of that Von Miller has to take a, a step back in his role where he's never had no. to do that before and like you know it kind of goes throughout no, the defense. I, I don't think if this was basketball, yeah, yeah, but in football, it's not. He it's a different. Everybody has their own assignments right. on every play. Yeah. So Aaron Donald and Von Miller aren't doing the same thing like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook right. are doing. It's yeah. it's very different. So. I don't think it's that. I think it's just a matter of them just I don't know. I don't know what it is really cuz they have everything going for them. They're just in a mid-season slump. Yeah, I think it's just coming out and being ready to compete yeah. and knowing that you are and the top dog in After the bye, they go to Green Bay. So that's going to be a huge test. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Game. That's going to be a great game. You, like right now I I look at Green Bay as that top team in the NFC. Yeah. I think like I don't think, you know, by the end of the year they'll be the team that I see going to the Super Bowl, but the way they're playing, the way the way their defense looks right now, they just—I don't think they're unbeatable. But like, it's every game. I think it's going to be extremely tough in that building. And then when they're on the road, I almost have more confidence in them on the road. On the road. Really? Yeah. Uh, as much as I don't want to say it, because I've lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. with the uh, "I'm immunized" thing. <laughs> um, it was whack. It was a whack move. Yeah, he. He may not have lied, but he deceived the public. But we're not going to get into that. Uh, In terms of the best team in the NFC, I I would probably have to say either Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. Packers. He's won seven straight starts ever since the the the, the disaster of of game one. That was week one. Yeah. Um, They obviously lost with, with Jordan Love to Kansas City. And even in, in that game, if, if Rodgers plays, he I think they, they definitely win that game yeah. just because of how low scoring it was. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Packers. Their defense has picked it up. Devondre Campbell has come out of nowhere, former Falcon. Was not this good now. <laughs> it was not. He was not. And no even year. last year in, in Arizona, he was not this good. Level's was, better. Like Yeah, I don't know what. There's just some different confidence in yeah. him right now. I don't know what they're they're teaching him in Green Bay, but yeah. it's working. Uh, Jair Alexander's not even there right now. I don't know if he's coming back, but I really they're losing so. some key defenders. I think Rashawn Gary's out right now yeah. too. So they they have a lot going for him. I, if they got Odell, it, that's where I thought. I think I think what Coburn was saying last week, like if they got Odell, 
So yeah, I, and now I'm starting to agree. Yeah, with that. in in the moment with I was like, I was, obviously it's not going to happen because he's in LA yeah. now. But in the moment I was kind of like, yeah, like I guess I think the Chiefs maybe would be better with him. But no, like thinking in retrospect, like Coburn was definitely right. Like you put OBJ on that team and they're they're unstoppable. I and and like, I love and AJ Dillon too. He's and, so good, and like yeah. I I want Aaron Jones back, but like he's about to get his chance now. Yeah, I love seeing AJ Dillon as the number yeah. one guy. Yeah, and I don't want to count out Tampa Bay either, even though they're they're coming off two rough losses too to New Orleans yeah. and, and Washington. I think when I look at it right now, I see I see because the Cowboys are there too. They're, they're I see just, I see Packers, Rams, Cardinals too. I, that's the thing. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Obviously, no. they've got McCoy right now, and I think hopefully Kyler's coming I, back. I think he's coming back this weekend. I just I said it at the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the division. I thought they were <laughs> going to be above 500, but I thought they were going to be the worst team in the division because I expected more from the 49ers, and I didn't anticipate. I think you talked me into them. Into you talk, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my bad. But yeah, like I I think they have a lot going for them, but I just don't necessarily know if they're ready yet. To compete with those, that's other teams. fair because they have a young team, a younger team, yeah, and a an, an, an experienced coach. coach, yeah, and, and yeah, like you got a third year quarterback there who who has dealt with injuries in back to back years now, where he's he's gonna have to get to a point where he was you know he was balling out at the beginning of the year and he looked like he could be an MVP. He needs to get back into that form and that consistency. I would give them a shot against the Rams in the playoffs, but if you get Cardinals Bucks, I can't pick the. I can't pick the Cardinals yeah, over the Bucks, exactly, or even the Packers, mm-hmm. unless it's an NFC Championship game. Yeah, I, I the way I look what at a it, joke that was. Yeah, the way I look at it right now, and if because like if the Rams are to play the way they are for the rest of the year, right. let's say we're looking at it right now, I think the Packers are my number one. Yeah, but I think the Buccaneers beat the Packers if they were to play. Like I would take the Packers over everybody except for the Buccaneers. I just feel like that matchup, the Bucks matchup just, was. The Bucks match up well with every team in the in the yeah. NFC. I'll give them that, especially if they get their corners back. I think Murphy Bunting. I don't know if he's back yet or not, but Carlton Davis still has to come back. Yeah. Uh, once they're back and healthy, Antonio Brown too. Like, they'll don't count them out. That's I, yeah, all no, I'll no, say. don't count them out. Because also, like, the running game has been so like so much better than in years past. Like, Fournette is getting a lot more opportunity, and he's playing like he was like that second year with the Jaguars when mm-hmm. it looked like he could be a top five back in the league. I yeah, I I it's hard to bet against. And, Brady. You, have, and you have the Cowboys too, which they have a great offense yeah. and now keep you in games. Yeah, we don't. I, I I don't talk about the Cowboys enough. Like they are so so good and obviously that loss against the broncos was tough but that bounce back game this week was huge dak is a guy that you can trust and you know he's going to be there for a long time and zeke has had a huge comeback year he's been one of the best running backs in the league easily and then you got pollard there who who could be a number one running back on another team you have cooper lamb gallup just came yeah, back Gallup and schultz has been good this year mm-hmm. they just have a great offense tyron smith has to come back he's injured right now yeah and they haven't even had demarcus lawrence for the year yet for a long time yeah. so and, and uh, Randy Gregory's uh, injured right now, but he's yeah. been great this year. So, like, the NFC, like, we talk about the AFC being wide open, but the NFC is completely wide open as well. It, it's the very top-heavy, but yeah. it, it's, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any, any given yeah. night. I mean, I said it last week. This is the most interesting season there's been a long time, and we said, like, we say this every year, but yeah. this year especially. It, it like, is. I don't know who's going to win. Yeah. The, I, the way not that we knew last year, but we had an idea. Yeah. Like we knew the Chiefs were going to be there at the end, whether they won or not. That's, mm. and the Bucks, after they got on a run, you could you kind of saw it coming in a way. Yeah. Even though some people picked up against them, but like, 
this year it's wide open. I yeah. would not be surprised if we got like a a Cowboys Chargers Super Bowl somehow. Yeah, I wouldn't and be surprised. That'd be awesome. Like it, it it feels like the NBA last year. You know, when it was just completely wide open, you really didn't know who was going to win. And you get a Buck Suns final, which is just very refreshing, and at least in my opinion. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the way I look at the, 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 the NFC is just there's so many teams from the bottom up that I feel like that can make a run. Like, and there's every team has looked human. In a way, there's you know every, every year every team's you, had a bad loss. Yeah, like obviously you know in the past like Chiefs they go fourteen and, and two or they go thirteen and three, they get a couple losses but they don't they don't get embarrassed. Every team has been embarrassed. I feel like at least once this year, whether it was week one, whether it was last week or whatever, every team has had a moment of just like we need to go back to the drawing. No one, no one's unbeatable. No one's afraid of anybody. Yeah, it's gonna be. An incredible playoffs and incredible rest of the year. I like the fact that they have the extra game now too. I mean, it kind of messes with the records. I don't really like that, but yeah, it, like I've never why. been that extra week just makes the season feel so much longer. I don't know. Why. It does. It really does. It's only one week, but yeah. I feel like the season's gone like is a lot longer now. But it's it's not. I also like I like the fact that they have an extra game, but something about seventeen games. I don't like that. It's Sixteen to, was a good number. It's an odd number. Yeah, but I mean, it's more football. I don't care. Yeah. Let me ask you this though, before you know we move on, would you want an eight seed, eight seeds on either no. side, or would you want to keep it six, or do you like the seven? So if you if you do eight game, if you do eight teams, you can't do the buy the buys. Yeah, and yeah. I like. Yeah, I like the idea. I like, of like I like the idea of finishing first actually gets you something. Mm-hmm. Like in the NBA, you get to play the worst team, but you don't really gain anything. Yeah, from you don't that. have much of an advantage aside from home court. Yeah, and a lot of the time you have a disadvantage if you're the first seed because you don't know who you're playing until like the last day. Yeah, exactly. I think there is a, like there is a disadvantage there in the NFL where you don't know who you're going to play, but also you're getting a week off, and the week off is good for rest and and you know getting guys back to into the lineup. But you're missing a game where you're you know building on your team. You, you can only do so much in practice. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I like seven. I like seven because the I honestly w- don't like the seven. I wish they just stuck with six. I like the top two seeds getting a, a bye. But then again, it's just what I grew up with. So yeah. obviously it's going to be what I like. But I, I think I would have. I think I like six. But because I'm you a Browns like, fan, you don't you don't like seven until your team's the seven seed. Exactly. Like I want. I like last year. It was like I needed seven. I yeah. needed seven because there was you know the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs and they absolutely deserved to. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think seven. I like seven is a good round number because the number one team is the team that's like okay, they get the advantage. Number two still got to play. Yeah. I take it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think eight would be too much. Yeah. Because then if you do, if you do eight, then you have to add in another round. Yeah. Probably right. Uh, I think so. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you wouldn't call it the wild card anymore. It would just be the. Well, unless you give the two the top two teams a, a buy, and then you already and then you have. But then it would be three, so it'd be five. Then they get another one. Let's, 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 let's keep it at seven. Yeah, we're not we're, we're not math majors no, not by any means. But um, another thing that happened this week is uh, the Spider-Man trailer came out oh, uh, a couple crazy. days ago, and this is the most excited I've been for a Marvel movie, maybe ever. Yeah, I'm not even a Spider-Man person. Yeah, because I think like we were never really that excited for the Avengers. We knew they were going to be good movies, but we weren't like buzzing for it. I wasn't like waiting for it. I'm exactly. waiting for this movie. Yeah. I don't this, know why. This feels different. Yeah, I think it's because of the idea that we're going to get McGuire and Garfield back. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I just want to say this: I don't understand the narrative of why didn't they show him in the trailer? Why do you want to see them in the trailer? It. it gives it away. That's like, although they're in. You know that one scene where uh, 
Tom Holland's going up against Sandman. Sandman, the lizard, and what's his name? Jamie Foxx. Uh, Electro. Electro. In the Brazilian trailer, that's, <laughs> that's when that's when you know I did research for this. But in the Brazilian trailer, uh, it shows the lizard kind of like go like this, like he got hit in the face, but there's nothing there. So it's edited out. Yeah. So, but it's one, probably one Andrew Garfield because one of the he boys. Was in, yeah. Yeah. And then, be- and then there's the obvious ones like when he, uh, oh, and like, he gives him out of his body. Oh, the the dude oh, with the, the, the oh, arms. he's like, hello, Peter. Yeah, and then he's like, you're not Peter Parker. Yeah, you're not Peter Parker. Oh, uh, Peter Parker's like, coming. Yeah, it's just obvious things like that where like you know they're gonna make an appearance. Yeah, I yeah, it's gonna happen. Like you can't bring back all those people and then not bring back the two, you know, prime. The prime guys that everyone wants to see. Yeah. But I got a theory. Another one. Obviously, there's the Mephisto one and the Hell Freeze. I actually over. think that one's real. Because I, I watched a breakdown video and he was talking about Mephisto too. It, it just makes sense because they're bringing back so many villains that it's, I feel like it's going to distract you from the main villain. Because there, there's got to be one main guy. And Scooby-Doo. What? <laughs> <laughs> I when was going to go with it. I, like, I don't know what you're talking and about. And when, when, when Doctor Strange was like, Scooby-Doo this crap. Oh, yeah. But he's the villain. <laughs> yeah. And I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for... <laughs> Dude, oh my God. They got to do that. That would be awesome. Okay, but back to my theory, though. Like, you know how it shows MJ falling and Tom's going to grab her? Yeah. We saw that in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man with Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone. And she, uh, she, she died. Yeah. I think MJ's going to die. <laughs> really? I do. I hate to say it, but I think it's going to happen. They're going to kill Zendaya? No way. I think they will. Because I think, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to get the dub in this movie. <laughs> I think they're going to get the dub. He's going to get his boys, and he's going to be like, he's got some new friends. and he's, You know, everything's good. But I think he's going to lose the thing he, mo- he loves most. And I think it also is foreshadowed in the first Spider-Man Homecoming movie when that elevator scene where I think the girl's Gwen, I can't, I don't know if that's her name or not, but it was a girl he was crushing on at the time. It was a daughter of the villain. He was able to save her by grabbing her and pulling her up. I think that's, that kind of foreshadows that he's not going to be able to do it at the time when it really, really matters. But I think the reason they, they showed that in the trailer though, is because people are going to think, Oh, that happened in the Andrew Garfield one, but it's going to change this time. What I was saying before we, we started recording was that instead of Tom Holland saving MJ, it's going to be, Andrew. be Andrew Garfield. Dude, that would be... I would like that because it'd be, it would, it'd be it his would, redemption moment. Yeah. But it'd He's be not co- going to let another Peter Parker lose his... his. Dude, that'd be cool because if they brought back Toby and then... Because a lot of people talk about, oh, maybe Andrew's in it or Andrew's not in it but Toby will be. Maybe Toby comes back and you don't see Andrew and then that's the moment he comes in and he saves the day. And then they fall cool. in love and then they beef and then the next movie is Andrew versus Tom. <laughs> I want to see... Dude, do triple threat between the three of them. Screw it. <laughs> you put him in a ring. Yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then, wait, is Venom going to be there too? Like, there's this uh, whole thing there. There's so much. I think that's, the the excitement grows because there's just so much opportunity with this well, movie. Well, wasn't the uh, end scene of Venom? I didn't see Venom, but I heard about the end scene. The end wasn't it, scene. Wasn't it uh, Spider-Man, like, was on the Yeah, on he, was in, like, uh, he was in, like, he was in a hotel and there was, like, it was, the screen was, like, glitching out and then it showed Spider-Man being revealed and then I think Venom, like, licked the screen or something. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird, but... Nevertheless, it's going to be good. Like, it's going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, movie. I'm excited for it. It's bringing a lot of universes together. It'll yeah. be cool. The one thing I will say is I, I think they gave it away in the trailer, kind of. Because the first trailer, the, one of the big things was that, oh, my God, everyone's going to forget I'm Spider-Man. I need MJ to know. I need my friend to know. I need my aunt to know. They're all going to forget. But then in the second trailer, 
They're all with him the second time he's there. So it's like clearly they all know. So that I didn't like. But aside from that, this movie's going to be nuts. I'm not even a huge Spider-Man guy. I'm not either. I yeah. honestly, not going to lie, don't like Spider-Man yeah. at all. I'm Yeah, I'm not huge on it, but a lot of our close friends love him. Yeah. Love him. So I guess we can't talk too much trash if we're there and we don't like it because they're going to be pissed. But No, I think I'm going to like it. I, I, don't, yeah. dis- I don't dislike the movies. Like Spider-Man 2 is great. Don't want to talk about it. Dude, even Spider-Man 3. The one with uh, Venom, Sandman, and they shouldn't have put Venom in that movie, but it was still a really. Movie. I think I think they should have kept Sandman out. I think really, they, I think they were they should have had Harry turn into Venom instead of that Eddie Brock. Been, dude, that would have been sick. I think th- the problem is because it was Sandman and Harry, and then they added Venom after, which made oh. it too much. So I, I, I thought they should have th- just done the third one because the Sandman story was awesome of him like doing it for his daughter, and then the fourth one could have been Venom, but. If, if they weren't going to do a fourth, I like the idea of having Harry be Venom. I Even though that goes against the comics, who cares? Yeah. It's no, sick. Yeah. It's, it's a, cool it's a story better storyline. Yeah. But I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment down below, and we'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Stay well. Peace.